Hello and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss difficult to decipher concepts surrounding the 2020 NEC, all in 10 minutes or less. Code Conversations is one of the many benefits available to our free members-only portal, available on our website, ecmweb.com, located under premium content. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of the most popular pieces of content, including what's wrong here, moving violations videos, and illustrated code catastrophes. For today's episode, we're going to discuss misconceptions surrounding the application of section 590.4D1. Is a multi-wire branch circuit a single circuit or is it multiple circuits? Russ, let's start there and discuss for our listeners why this interpretation can be so challenging. So I've, I've heard you compare figuring out the rules for multi-wire branch circuits on construction sites to chasing your tail. Why is that the analogy that you chose, especially fitting in this case? The last sentence of section 590.4D1 seems pretty straightforward. It states receptacles on construction sites shall not be placed on any branch circuit that supplies temporary lighting. Some would say that this also includes multi-wire branch circuits because the article 100 definition defines a multi-wire branch circuit as a single circuit. Others, however, might point to section 210.4A which clearly states a multi-wire branch circuit can be considered multiple circuits as well. So if we consider a multi-wire branch circuit as two or three circuits instead of one circuit, then it would not be a violation to have the lights on the same multi-wire branch circuit with receptacle outlets, provided they are not on the same phase or ungrounded conductor of that multi-wire branch circuit. Okay, so where does this leave us for applying the rules in SEC 590.4D1? Is a multi-wire branch circuit a single circuit or is it multiple circuits? Well, that is the million dollar question right there. Finding that answer is the key to solving this problem. The last sentence in the following OSHA rule for temporary wiring seems to imply that using a multi-wire branch circuit would be permitted if it was arranged correctly. OSHA 1926.405A2IIC states, receptacles shall be of the grounding type. Unless installed in a complete metallic raceway, each branch circuit shall contain a separate equipment grounding conductor and all receptacles shall be electrically connected to the grounding conductor. Receptacles for uses other than temporary lighting shall not be installed on branch circuits which supply temporary lighting But here's the really interesting part. It says receptacles shall not be connected to the same ungrounded conductor of multi-wire circuits, which supply temporary lighting. So what happens when a fault occurs? Well, if a short circuit, ground fault, or even an overload occurs on the receptacle circuit, we would not want the lights to go out because of a tripped breaker or a blown fuse. In that case, if fuses are not provided, the overcurrent protection for each ungrounded conductor, then circuit breakers with independent trip poles are available. Single pole breakers could also be used and are permitted by NEC section 240.15B1. 
here's something else to consider. Using a common trip breaker on a multi-wire branch circuit would essentially be the same as having the receptacles on the same phase as the lights because both would shut off in the event of a, of a fault. However, some would say using that type of breaker is not prohibited by the NEC or even the OSHA rules, so long as the receptacles and lights are not installed on the same phase. Yet others will take that position that since section 590.4D1 states any branch circuit, it includes multi-wire branch circuits too. Well, it definitely sounds like there's a gray area then for electrical installers there. Uh, what's the best course of action when you encounter this type of situation? What would you recommend? I think this rule as presently written could easily have a, a line drawn on the sand with really strong arguments on both sides due to the present wording. So it would, be, it would probably be a good idea to discuss this issue with your AHJ to come up with a circuit arrangement that works best for all parties involved. That definitely sounds like a good idea in this case. Um, it does look like we're about out of time. So I wanna thank you, Russ, for sharing your unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today. In closing, I'd also like to thank Senior Associate Editor Ellie Coggins and Associate Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together, making this valuable information available to all of our readers and listeners. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. So that's it for today's Code Conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out the members only portal on our website for more podcasts and other content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.